All right, welcome back to Legalize Vaping by Legalize Vaping Australia. I'm Emilio Garcia, and I'm here with the campaign director, Brian Marlowe. G'day, g'day. G'day. Uh, so, anything, anything been happening in the world of vaping? Nah. Of, <laughs> of late? Nah. Nah. Just, nah, nah. just a couple of minor blimps on the screen. <laughs> just a couple. All right. It's almost hard to tell where we should start. So I think, why don't we go back to June 18th, I believe it was? 19th. 19th, when something was announced. You, you walk us through it. Okay. Well, I mean, most people listening will probably already know this, mm. uh, but the health minister, who we all really love, mm. uh, announced that he was going to be pushing uh, a ban on the importation of nicotine vaping liquids, uh, and this was done outside of parliament mm. to take effect before parliament resumed under you know new special powers that ministers were given in response to uh, the c word coronavirus mm. um and essentially you know shut down the importation of nicotine liquids so just drive 300,000 vapors back to smoking you're telling me that during a time of crisis politicians were giving extra powers and they misused those shock and horror this is this is just i'm i'm completely scandalized by this shock and horror uh, when you <laughs> well, give when you give ultimate power to people they abuse it especially to goblins yes. uh greg hunt announces this ban on the 19th and mm-hmm. the last day parliament was sitting Not was. After. so parliament's parliament rose on the 18th yeah uh and was due to come back in august right and he announces it one day after and the ban would have taken place on july, july 1st right yeah so that week was a week of little sleep for everyone here at the ATA, and I think for all of our supporters who helped us uh, achieve a goal. And so the Friday following that, what happened? Friday following that, he finally caved uh, mm-hmm. and back down in sorts. So he delayed the implementation of the ban to January 1st, mm-hmm. which gives us time to essentially lobby government and uh, campaign and uh, try and essentially get a, a proper regulatory framework on vaping. Mm. Importantly, though, uh, after we basically slammed him uh, and got, you know, 28 MPs in open revolt and things like that, which Mm. doesn't happen, um, he did actually give a little bit of ground and say uh, that there are people that are using vaping to quit smoking. Before that, he denied that fact. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's basically signaling that, that, okay... There are people that are quitting smoking with vaping. Mm. Uh, so that's actually a, a pretty big win that's been underreported, yeah. which is that the health minister's actually taken a big step back, uh, which means we're in a good position to really you know, push for a proper regulatory framework. Yeah, okay, naturally, anti-vapers are, are, yeah. are crying bloody murder, but... They'll always, they'll always have a bias. But I think what's interesting is <clears throat> we have displayed in full force, like Greg Hunt forced the vaping community to show exactly how much of a unified voting block they are, as well as a block of pretty hardcore uh, activists yeah. when it comes to something that they care about, because it, it's saving their life, right? Yeah. So for them, it's not an issue of, uh, well, getting taxed a little bit more, a little bit less. Yeah. This is life-saving well, stuff. I said, I said this in an interview. Um, yeah. You know, look, we do political advocacy, mm-hmm. fighting against overregulation, all that kind of stuff, Yeah. which is where the vaping campaign came out of, because banning vapes is a stupid regulation Mm -hmm. uh you know and in the past like sure you can get someone to sign up because they don't like how much their superannuation is being taxed Mm -hmm. we can get someone to sign a petition because they don't like i don't know the color of a billboard yeah um 
but that's about as far as it goes. But vapors are way more engaged and way more motivated because not only is this a product that they like, it's a product that they credit with saving their lives. Correct. And all of a sudden you get a health minister who's not representing his party, by the way. The party broadly mm. supports vaping. Correct. Uh, who's going against his own party, working with unelected bureaucracies of which, if you actually look up some of these people on Twitter and look at their profiles, mm. they're pretty anti the Liberal Party as well. Like they've got the blue watermark. And, right. You know, they, they, like when they're not posting about anti-vaping stuff, they're posting about how truly awful the government that's yeah. currently in power is. Mm. So it's like... Who is this health minister picking as his allies here? Right, like, people that hate his own government and his own colleagues. Like, who is this snake? Well, I think snake is a, is a good word for it because it really hasn't stopped there, has it? So, of course, we no. got we got this postponed, and we're kind of in a probably accidentally. Greg Hunt has put us in the best place we've ever been to to get this across the line and to legalize it. It's still a fight, you know. It's not over till it's over. Yeah. Uh, but then. He really didn't stop, did he? Because no. now we had the release of a study, which you think... We had a study from a department, and you'll tell me that you know how to pronounce very well. And generally, when these studies come out, the idea is to give us all of the relevant data in a very digestible way in order to make the best possible... Uh, to implement the best possible policies to make health better across the country, right? Is this, is this what happened? You're, you're, you're very innocent. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, theoretically, departments are meant to basically just congr- uh, uh, aggregate data and mm-hmm. present data as facts. Yep. Uh, but all departments, uh, whether you agree with their biases or not, they're always biased. Mm. Every department has a bias, whether they uh, cop to it or not. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the Australian Institute of Health and Wellness, uh, or Wellbeing, or well-being one of the two, <laughs> um, they every three years they release data on smoking, drug use, alcohol use, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and for the first time, they've included vaping in that. Now, naturally, in the last three to four years, vaping use has increased. Of course it has, because vaping is a successful way to quit smoking, mm. and, it's, and it's appearing as a legitimate industry in Australia and a legitimate product, and it's helping millions of people quit around the world. Uh, and it's also relatively new as a technology. It's relatively new as a technology. So you had this report that was dropped yesterday that goes, oh, well, vaping use has increased, and that's a bad thing. What they ignore is that pretty much you know uh pretty much like uh quantity for quantity the reduction in smoking rates you're seeing matches quite closely to the increase in vaping rates so it's like (laughs) hmm let me do some quick assessments here i wonder what's going on so it was like around four to five hundred yeah yeah so so so, so you see smoking rate reductions within specific age groups Mm -hmm. uh and then you see in those same age groups that there's people vaping uh, in roughly the sort of same numbers. <laughs> now you know there's a little bit of, of course, li- little bit of variation, mm. uh, but it paints a pretty clear picture. Right. Uh, but you get this weird thing where anti-vapers are patting themselves on the back because smoking rates have fallen slightly, mm. yet denigrating vaping because vaping use has gone up. To which my response is, well, one, those are people that are not smoking, so Correct. that's a that's a net win. Mm-hmm. No credible person in this policy space disagrees that vaping is less harmful. Yeah. Uh, even hardcore anti-vapers agree yeah. it's less harmful, but they just, for some reason, still don't They do mental it. gymnastics they to do get weird, to the point yeah, exactly. that it's bad. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, to, to the issue of like, well, there are more people vaping. It's like, yes. It's like before PlayStation 1 existed, there was no PlayStation 1 uh, use. Right. And then it Exploded. was created. And then it w- was created and there was a... Uh, PlayStation 1 epidemic. It's like, yes, when a new technology exists, naturally... It gets adopted. It gets adopted if it's good. Yeah. Uh, And an increase from 0% will always be large. Yes. 
So, so when you see dodgy figures uh, that are being pushed in the in in the media, uh, mm. and unfortunately, a lot of journalists nowadays just really give journalism a bad name. Mm. Uh, so you'll see like. Uh, young adult vaping epidemic uh and it's like okay then they'll say i don't know they'll say it's increased by 78 percent or 80 percent or something like that it's like okay but if you're going from two people to three yes then yes the increase looks alarming correct but it's three people Mm -hmm. uh so when they say like oh there's been a hundred a hundred percent increase in this one particular subset of an age group on right. this one particular thing it's like okay but how many of those people were doing that before was it five and then it went to seven correct or it was five and it went to ten or something like mm-hmm. that uh, in that case that's not actually mm. they're presenting the evidence in a way <clears throat> that makes it seem like vaping is bad and the reason that they have to play all these gymnastics and present the data in such an odd way, especially choosing yeah. different uh, standards of how you present different data points, it's clearly because you cannot defend an anti-vaping position when you look at the facts. Yeah. That's just that's just been shown over and over and over oh, to be I true. Mean, just on Twitter the other day, I was talking to, I think it was an AMA, uh, an AMA representative from WA, mm. uh, who, again, was talking about, you know, there's no evidence that vaping is... Uh, uh, a, a significant contributor to helping reduce smoking rates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I just asked him flat out. I said, yes or no, do you think vaping is less harmful? Yes or no, do you think vaping helps people quit smoking? Yeah. And he wouldn't give an answer. Of course. Because on when it comes to yes or no, black or white answers on something that's pretty clear, mm. they will uh, dodge and... Correct. Yeah. They're trying to avoid the issue. Well, also the, the problem, Brian, is that you are a highly paid lobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i like that one well that, i mean that's another thing that's so like sarah victoria, white from cancer yeah. council oh no sorry quit victoria mm. who've um, been incredibly successful according yeah, to the latest figures <laughs> um yeah according to her i'm a highly paid uh individual which okay mm-hmm. i mean i'd like i'd like to receive the same kind of money that uh people that work for say quit victoria and oh cancer council and stuff earn that'd be great um <clears throat> but again like regardless of that they don't actually engage on the issue. They just go with attacks. Correct. So let me defame Brian Marlowe as somehow just in it for the money or doing the bidding of big tobacco mm. uh, instead of actually engaging with him on the issue. Correct. Which is, we've made a couple of kind of like, let's say for the sake of argument uh, arguments on this podcast. So one was, we know that vaping is 95% less harmful than cigarettes. Yes. But if it was 1% less harmful, wouldn't that still be a good alternative? Yes. Here, another another hypothetical is, what if you were a shill for big tobacco, which is kind of strange to think that you'd be a shill for big tobacco by pushing a product that replaces theirs. But what if, if it's less harmful, wouldn't that be a net good? I mean, this is a discussion that I've had with with some MPs, Mm. Uh, you know, because there's concerns. They go, well, my concern is that this is all a big tobacco ploy, to which the response is, okay, so the ploy is that products that they are struggling to produce, right? So like in the vaping marketplace, Mm. Tobacco companies make up maybe 20% of the industry globally. Right. 0% of the industry in Australia, but globally mm. about 20%. Correct. Their products compared to other vapes broadly suck. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that they're developing and releasing, they're quite shit mm-hmm. uh, compared to what you can actually get. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing it in response to the fact that people are quitting smoking right. in huge numbers yeah. and they're losing revenue. So. Like, I don't understand. It's like, so ben- big tobacco will benefit because they're going to make products that suck. Correct. To 
sort of try and stem the flow from people quitting their existing products. Yeah. I, I don't really get the logic. That aside, mm. let's say it is all a big tobacco ploy, yeah. right? And let's just go, all right, somehow it's a big tobacco ploy. Yeah. Is the product less harmful? Yeah. Yes. Does it help people quit smoking? Yes. So if a bad group of people, right, tobacco companies, yeah. are producing a product, i.e. vaping products, yeah. for the purpose of making money... Right, and maybe, and let's let's just assume making money's bad. Mm. It isn't. Oh. Let's just assume making money's bad. Yeah. The net result is still that there's less smokers. There's less. There's at least less harm, and, and fewer people dying. Correct. So, does it really matter? Well, I would say no. I would say, I mean, first of all, that isn't the case. But my point is, even if it were, yeah, yeah, no, but well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like. Like, let's just go through the weird yeah. uh, mental gymnastics that anti-vapors go through, which mm. is, oh, well, it's all a big tobacco ploy. It's like, okay, so big tobacco is uh, producing shitty products that suck compared to the existing products yep. in the vaping industry and will never be as good. Correct. Which is why they're trying to create regulatory hurdles that only benefit them mm-hmm. and screw over the competition. Correct. Uh, they're actually aided in a way by anti-vapors mm-hmm. when anti-vapors... Uh, try and create these huge regulatory burdens that smaller companies can't get over yeah. and huge multi-billion dollar companies can. Mm. Uh, and even if we get to that point, the end result is that people who smoke cigarettes will have access to something that doesn't kill two and three long-term users. So who cares? Well, it's, it is odd, I will say, and I'm, I'm not one for conspiracy theories or, or attributing malice to where stupidity can be found. But... I do find it odd that these are the same people that will encourage you to use nicotine patches, nicotine sprays, Champix, all of these quit products that have nicotine in them, but then completely condemn using nicotine that tastes like mango. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, their, yeah. their response to flavors is it attracts kids. Now, all the evidence says that it doesn't. It, but, correct. But again, you know, why would we look at data and statistics? Um, it, it, it's... One thing I don't really get, and and maybe I'm wrong, but my theory is that these are groups that have pushed broken regulatory models to try and curb smoking rates. They've failed to meet any of their own goals. So Mm. initially, they were meant to reach 10% smoking rates in Australia by 2018. How'd that go? Missed that goal. So then in 2019, they just went, well, we're going to do 10% by 2025. It's a new initiative. It's like, no, you're using the same initiative. Uh, Even looking at the reduction in smoking rates at the moment... They're behind where they need to be to reach 10% by 2025. So they fail at every fucking metric. Mm-hmm. They fail to meet any goal that they set for themselves. Like, this isn't a goal that was set by yeah. Scott Morrison. Or some international Or some... Uh, inter- like, they set that goal for themselves yeah. and they can't even achieve it. Mm. Um, and then they update... They shift the goalpost mm. and they're still failing to get there. Correct. Uh, and along comes a product that basically undermines their credibility. Yeah. Right? It's not receiving taxpayer grants. Yeah. It's not receiving... Uh, it's not receiving, you know, uh, huge philanthropic donations from from people who just for some reason don't like vaping. Correct. Uh, and it's helping people quit smoking. I think it undermines their entire existence. Yeah. So, well, they're, 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 at least it undermines their their income. I well, think. yeah, and it, it makes them look like turkeys. Yeah. Uh, so I think part of it comes from that, mm. which is vaping is actually doing the job for them. Uh, yeah. And. A much better job than they ever have been able to do or ever will. Yeah, be able and to do. and and meanwhile they're pushing policies like have a shower instead of smoking. <laughs> Poor man, and wondering why it's 
Yeah, you know, not achieving the results it's meant to achieve. Yeah, incredibly. St- yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, you see some of these. I, I think there's a new app by the New South Wales government, oh, Quitly. Quitly, which I think. What did it recommend? Eating. Uh, it re- recommended eating, which I mean, I have a slow metabolism, so that's a bad recommendation. Yeah. Uh, I can't even look at a croissant without gaining weight. I don't even I, have to eat it. Yeah, yeah. I Thinking th- about it. I thought about a bakery yesterday. Conceptualizing it. Done. Make you gain five weight. kilos. <laughs> um. Yeah, just that like really furniture stuff. around doing some dances or whatever. It's like, A, that compensating food with an addiction is generally not something that I think is a, is a good idea. With, oh, so this is the but, thing I don't yeah. get. It's like anti-vapers push this thing. It's like, oh, by switching to vaping, they're just swapping one addiction for another. That's what they say. I've, mm. I've heard them say this. Yeah. It's like, you're telling people to, like, instead of smoke... Just consume food. Yeah, eat your feelings. Eat your feelings. <laughs> like, so I'm sorry, you yeah. don't get to you don't get to own that argument. That's why they hide. That's why they don't like to get in direct discussions. Well, that's why they block took, you on Twitter or they yes. ignore you or they attack you and just say that you're a shill for big tobacco well, or whatever. It took you three years to get in a direct debate or conversation with one of the most prominent anti vapors. Yes. In Australia. Two years. Two years. Yeah. And I mean, I can see why. You obliterated him. Kind of without without even really trying. I mean, all of his all of his points fell flat. Who, who was this again? This um, uh, well, it was on the ABC. Pro- Professor Simon Chapman. Yes. Um, and you know, like it's very embarrassing. I, I don't want to <laughs> like you know. I disagree heavily with him on vaping. Mm. Um, for, to his credit, in the past, he's done some great work on reducing smoking rates, but sure. it only works to a certain point, right? Mm. So it's like you can't just throw the same policy solution at an issue and expect it to work every single time. Yeah. Uh, and originally some of the stuff that uh, like he worked on and, and others worked on, yeah, reduced smoking rates to a certain point. Mm. But there are people that are left that are still addicted to smoking exactly. and they're just not quitting. Yeah. Uh, and jacking up taxes, well, that just drives them to illicit tobacco Correct. products. Telling them to have a shower or to eat or consume food doesn't actually help them. And there's a product that does. Yeah. Uh, and sure, they should quit cold turkey. That that'd oh, be yeah. great. I like. I probably shouldn't drink so many beers on a Saturday night. Yeah. But like, let's just be real here. We're talking about humans. Yeah. Uh, so let's give them a harm reduced product as opposed to say quit or die mm-hmm. or you know twerk in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. And and I think w- when we criticize people here, obviously. These are multi, you know, these are multifaceted, three-dimensional people. I mean, I'm sure they have aspects of their life that they're very good at. We're not, we're not, you know, condemning them as people. But on this issue, I mean, my God, just it's it's really terrible. Anyway, we're uh, we're running out of time, so we we've actually gone four minutes above our time. But um, I think it was necessary considering the events of the past few weeks. Uh, we'll definitely keep fighting, Brian. Thank you very much to everyone listening. Thank you so much for your continued support, and we'll see you next week. Bye.